With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome once again to the Match Day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Matt. Hello. Andy. Hiya. And James. All right. We're here to discuss our trip to sixth place Preston at Deepdale. James, what's the head-to-head? We've won 22, drawn 12 and lost 25. Uh, We lost in the Cup in August last year, followed by a 3-0 home win and a 2-0 away win in April. It was good, that game. Yeah. We need Bamford to get back into his scoring ways, don't we? Mm, I seem to remember him being quite angry at the crowd for jeering him before the game in that match and he seemed to take it into the game and uh, bang a couple of beauties in. It was outstanding, that game, wasn't it? Let's hope he does that again. They had 10 men as well, didn't they, in that match? They did. That guy's got a very poor uh, disciplinary record, doesn't he? What's everyone doing for the match? Matt, you'll be there? Yeah, I'll be setting off after work tomorrow night, driving over the A59 to Preston. I am feeling rough as toast, and I've got a lot on at work, so it's one of those where it's going to be a little bit of a chore. We get them from time to time. But I'm hoping that the uh, the team will make it worthwhile. I was once really poorly on the way back from Preston and absolutely destroyed a toilet on the uh, A59 Burger King. What, a Skipton? Yeah, yeah, you drove. Do you remember? We had to stop and then we had to like literally leg it because we felt guilty. I do not remember that whatsoever. It sounds like the sort of thing that you would block out, to be fair. Yeah. Mate, I, I blocked something that day. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for the game then, Andy? Home comforts, mate. I'm going to be sat on my sofa with a red button and a few tinnies. James? Well, I tried to get tickets for it, but it was an absolute nightmare. So um, I'm going to be, unfortunately, watching it on Sky. I'll be round at my mate's house, Chris. Chris's house, so that'll be good. We've done 50-50 on the applications for the free-for-alls this year and missed out on Stoke again, but got Wigan and Charlton. Got a Charlton ticket, that was all right. Other than the fact that it game was rubbish had a good day out so yep it'll be red button for me as well if i manage to get it got a few other things going on unfortunately i think it's available on letv tomorrow as well so if we wanted we could put money into the club instead of uh into sky yeah but i've already put money into sky so i'm gonna stick with that it'll be the same team that played on saturday hang on does that mean there's no pablo in the squad oh pablo's injured man of advancing years we've missed him badly we desperately need Pablo back. How long's he out for? Four weeks? They didn't say, but it's not good when you say it's a hamstring injury, is it? I've seen it reported elsewhere, though, that Pablo said that he's fine and it was just a tweak and he felt like he could have played on Saturday. I might just be reporting fake news, but... I prefer that version of events. We'll, we'll stick with that one. We'll stick with that one. Yeah, he's already confirmed that it's uh, he's starting the same team. We could say, I think... Uh, Tyler Roberts did well when he came on the other day. Maybe he should uh, get a bit more time tomorrow if it's needed. He also did very well against Preston at home last season, didn't he? I think he was up up top as a lone striker then. He did. He did that little lobby thing at the end. Lobby thing, like it. 
Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> so, do you want to know what they say on PNE online? Yeah, what are they saying? What's the forum called? Do you remember? Usually, they're that's what it's there. called. PNE online. All oh, right, okay. Boring. And they do a predictions league, and they all, most of them, think that Preston are going to win. They either think they're going to win or they think that we're going to score four, which is weird because they obviously don't really pay much attention to our form. But the funniest one said, PNE 3, dirty, filthy, disgusting, leads 2. I don't understand why random teams have got such hatred for us. Well, they're coppers, don't, do they? They're getting a lot of praise for letting us booze. Their coppers have got a reputation for being... Um open-minded let's say with football fans of all colors so referee we've got a new uh, researcher on the podcast haven't we have we actually well el loco jojo joe bedford on twitter she always um posts about the referees and they're always really good posts um so i thought we could use her research and she said that's cool to do that so uh yeah so yeah we've technically we've got a researcher so yeah tell us about kevin friend paul who's the referee for the next game Hang well, on, does this mean she's coming the Christmas party? Yeah, we haven't organised it yet, though, have we? Where are we going? Ellen Rose. Anyway, Kevin Friend! Yeah, well, he's a name that's quite uh, recognisable within the refereeing world, but the last time uh, he refed us was September 2017 in the Cardiff 3 Leeds 1 game, where he booked Cooper twice in nine minutes, sending him off before half-time. Do you remember that one, Matt? Yes, and so does James. Yeah, I was at that one as well grim night out it was a very very grim night out that was the night that um determined the fate of Matthias click didn't didn't it yep he slipped but yeah and that meant that meant that he wasn't good enough yeah it was a ridiculous uh decision to send him out on loan but anyway we were top of the league going into that game we were flying at that point yeah so predictions time andy what do you think well, I voted on our online Twitter poll, and I voted for a victory. I think that, uh, as Matthew has rightly said a few times, our away forms most of the season been better than our home form. It's been off the last couple, but I think when I go there and put a show on, fancy us, I'm going to go 3-0 Leeds United, two for Patrick Bamford, one for Ben White. James? When was the last time we beat someone three times in a row in the league? It feels like it was probably a long time ago, and I'm not sure we can do it um, for a third time tomorrow, so I'm going too old, to be honest. It depends whether you're counting playoffs, because we definitely beat Derby three times in a row last season. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, is it league? I don't know. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we'll do it. I'm saying too old. Paul? It's going to be a really tricky fixture and um, I'm not saying I'll take a point because taking a point 24 hours in advance, is, uh, not, that's not going to fly with Matt. But I think uh, I'm, I'm feeling 1-1. Matthew, what are you going to say? 2-0 to Leeds United. Yes, Matt. Assertive. He's back. A repeat of, uh, a repeat of last season. A Bamford double. Well, maybe not a Bamford double, but certainly two two goals. What makes you feel confident, Matt? Um, I just think Deepdale's not Deepdale and Preston are not the same proposition as Millwall and Charlton, and they're the only two grounds where we've looked. Well, we've struggled. 
And even then it was only because we'd had a men sent off or some other misfortune. So I think our away form, other other than those games, has looked good. So I'm hoping it's going to carry into tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's game. There's a fair point, isn't it? Preston are probably going to come out and play. It's not going to be the same style of game. Look at how Barnsley got on against us. Barnsley absolutely gave us a great game. If Preston come and do that, could be interesting. But then again, we thrive in those positions, don't we? And what are the people on Twitter saying, James? The people on Twitter are saying Leeds win 81%, a draw 13%, and a, a Preston wins 6%. Roger Allison says 2-0 Leeds. S. Windsor says 3-2 win to Leeds. And Luke Furlong says another 1-0 win. Everyone's feeling pretty confident. Always makes me feel nervous. <laughs> is that your word? No. Hey, Andy, have you got a word? Well, my, my word is back. I think that we will return and be back to our winning ways, back to top of the league. And yeah, I just fancy us. We are back to be... back victories. Yes, back to back victories. Guys, either of you got a word yet? I'm going to go with Trek. Because at the A59 at rush hour on a Tuesday night is a trek. But hopefully it'll be worth it. And James? Promising. Although I've said draw, I think if we can get a win and go on a run, we'll be in a promising situation. And yeah, a little bit nervous. <laughs> but but no, promising. I've got a funny feeling Bamford might play very well tomorrow. I hope he does. Well, I'm going to go, I want to close it with excited because all that about the way they play and how we've done well against those kind of oppositions and our history at Deepdale, it's got me really up for it. So um, hopefully we'll be uh, reporting back after the game with another three points in the bag. Seems like two points dropped, doesn't it? You're having a laugh. Last couple of minutes equaliser. It's a point gained, mate. Absolutely not. That's, that's it's two dropped, that. What are you saying, Matt? You were there. Talk us through it. I'm saying Paul's on a wind-up. I don't think so. <laughs> Clearly are. There's two ways of looking at it, isn't there? No, there aren't two ways of looking at it at all. It's two points dropped. Everybody who watches that game knows it's two points dropped. Well, I've watched that game and we were 1 0 down in 88th oh. minutes, so. Yeah, and that would have been three points dropped. So we went from dropping three points to dropping two points. Yeah, I'm with you, Matthew. That uh, that feels like two, two dropped. Do you not take momentum out of uh, getting a last couple of minutes equaliser? What better? Well, it's better. It's a better thing than losing. Obviously, we almost lost it anyway. This had an header that nearly went in with just before we should have had a penalty. James, how do you feel? Um, Back me up. Well, yeah, this is either a, a leads that two all draw or a three-one <laughs> defeat for Paul. We all know uh, draws uh, are losses anyway. Um, uh, I so what you think? I feel disappointed. I feel no. I feel disappointed that we didn't win. We we had so many chances in the first half. We should have gone in at three nil 
three nil up. We should have come away from that game feeling like you know Preston when they scored that goal. It should have felt like oh that's nice. They've got a consolation goal in this one. Instead, we're chasing it till the end. It was ridiculous. There's no way we should have been in that position. Seems like our fans were all over shop online as well, spouting different nonsense about different players in the management team. It's a hard-earned one-all draw away at a top-six rival. Wind-up. Absolute wind-up. Paul is cackling away to himself. I'm only cackling because of how he's reacted. Matt, where are you at the minute? Are you outside the ground in your car? Yeah, it looks like you are. Um, I'm outside Giacomo's Pizza and Spaghetti House. Andy my said, favorite Pres- <laughs> "My favourite Preston." Uh, Andy pizza says, spot. "Andy said you'd be there." <laughs> yeah, it's where I go after every uh, Preston away game. Have you got a bolognese pizza for uh, Mrs. Matt? Uh, no, not today. Oh, you'll be in trouble. So anyway, Paul, we weren't expecting you on the uh, post-match pod. What changed? I thought I was uh, so upbeat about that last-minute equaliser. I thought. Let's have a good chat about it. You're just glad because you're the only one who got the prediction right. Let's see who else, how else we all got on. I said a draw, to be fair. I said 3-0 and it should have been 3-0 at half-time, to be fair. And I said 2-0. It, it was an easy win, that. If, if we had a goal scorer on the pitch, that was an easy win. Where does this bring us into the Bamford and Ketia debate, then? Well, before it brings us into the Bamford and Ketia debate, it definitely puts James on the side of that's two points dropped. Definitely. And I'll tell you what, as well, this is so easy to say with hindsight, having already watched the game and the game been done, is every time they went forward, I, I wasn't even remotely concerned. They scored with their only shot on target, I think. Um, certainly was, anyway, in, until they had it. I don't think we had a shot on target, to be fair. Apart from our Ben White, yeah. But yeah, it just it just stunk. Bamford or Enketia on Saturday? Well, I think we've got to ask Andy this because he was uh, very much in the Bamford camp on Saturday. I was today as well. And do you know what? I, I still think I am, especially for an away day. I know he's not scoring, but his work rate again was absolutely tireless. Um, although Enketi has come on and got the plaudits for getting the goal I think a lot of credit's got to go to Bamford for tiring him out because he just ran him ragged but he missed some some real good chances he needs a Brian Dean against QPR in off his backside then score four in the game moment I totally appreciate why Bamford's getting so much of the uh, heat over this but the rest of the team have got to take responsibility as well it, wa- it wasn't just Bamford missing chances Alioski had chances. Jack Harrison had a chance. You know, click. Every time he seems to have a sight on goal, he turns away from it. And whereas last year he seemed to be hitting them from all distances, which is obviously where the song came from. So I think it's unfair to lay all the blame at Bamford, even though he's the he's the striker. Well, he did what we uh, sort of accused him of not doing the other day, and he took it on with his right foot. Didn't go well, but... You know, he tried. There's two chances for me that are, you'd really expect him to do better with, and that was the header from the corner that he got straight at the end of and powered on, went straight over the bar. We had and a then, couple of those. Yeah, and then in the second half, he he shanked one with his left that should have been should have been a goal, but I think it went out for a throwing. That's how uh, that's how clinical it was. It's difficult to sit and talk about it, really, because. 
it is following such a familiar Well, I pattern. said it in the pre-match game for Birmingham, Groundhog Day. And like I read on my rant at the end of the Birmingham game, we all hammered me saying we were the better team. That game could have ended up like this game. It's Groundhog Day still at Leeds United. It is following a similar pattern in the sense that we've having lots of chances and not taking them, but I thought today's game was quite different to some of the others we've seen this season. I thought we didn't we took a little bit of time to settle from kickoff. Uh, and I think Preston were out to give us more of a game than most teams we've played. And I think that that meant that we were getting more clear-cut chances, which in turn means that you notice how badly we're doing in front of goal even more, obviously. I mean, the the, the one for me was Bamford's header over the bar from the corner. It looked, you know, it was at the other end of the field, but it, it looked like it was a an exquisite chance just to head it in. Well, it was a free header that he just completely misdirected. The thing is with Bamford as well, to, uh, Bamford today had six shots and none on target. It's getting to the point where it is starting to be inexcusable. Like he, Everything else is brilliant, but six shots and zero on target is for an out-and-out striker is just unbelievable. I thought Harrison's one was the worst. Yeah, and that does back up the point of what Matt said. You know, it's Bamford isn't solely to blame, Pete. People, um, other players need to take the chances, but it, that and these are the th- these are the players that are having shots. I mean, you look at Helder Costa, who should be a, a big goal threat for us, and he just isn't. You know, we're having this conversation about Bamford or Inketia. Could we be any worse if you pushed Bamford out wide and played Inketia up front and took cost put dropped Costa to the bench? Well, that's not what Bielsa is suggesting. What Bielsa says is, uh, if you're going to play them together, they can play together. They should play one behind the other. You could take this kind of decision in two ways. For one, clear need of the team, or because you're convinced they can combine. I'm not in charge, and I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't try to tell Marcelo Bielsa what to do, unlike some of the people in the away end tonight. The worst thing you can do, <laughs> other than being in the away end, is actually have a look at Wacko during a game. Oof. A lot of anger in the OAN tonight, aimed at Bamford and Bielsa, which is just crazy in my book. But it's the way we way we're going at the moment. I think that the problem we've got as a general fan base is that we're getting greedy, and we seem to forget that last season was the best season we've had in years. Other than that, it's been pretty bang average, if not poor, and we're getting carried away with it. At obviously want us all to win which leads me nicely on to uh, my friend James who could do a bit of tracking wolves for us and tell us a little bit of a spoiler yep so we've got this segment in the podcast which is called tracking wolves which is basically where we track our progress against Wolverhampton Wanderers in 2017-2018 season because that was when they had a pretty good one to be honest how are we doing because you're the teams that got promoted tracking wolves tracking And yeah, after 13 games, they're actually on, in that season, they were on 29 points. We were on 25, so there's a five-point gap. But having said that, versus last season, in terms of Leeds versus Leeds in 2018-2019, we're one point ahead. So we've had a better start than we did last year. It is just expectations, I think. People are people think we should have more points, which I think is fair enough. I think we should as well, and we should be up, up and certainly up there with Wolves at around 29 points. Well, here's, here's an alternative perspective. 
we're doing really well considering the fact that we don't have Forshaw, Hernandez and Cooper in the team. Yeah, I was just thinking that. And I was actually thinking as well that I think the argument for playing Bamford and Enketia would be a lot firmer if Forshaw was there. I think he feels that Forshaw firms up midfield and that might be a reason why he's not doing it. Because he did it in one game, didn't he? I can't remember which one it was. The one thing that I would say, however, is that shows uh, the shallow depth in the squad and that maybe we should have spent a bit more cash money money getting the squad a bit deeper. So Matt, you're disappointed by the result, but do you feel like we're, things are going well? Yeah, it's, it's the same as I said on Saturday, that I don't, I don't see how you can keep playing like that and carry on not getting the results. I mean, if we do, it'll be... It'll be the most leads that moment going, won't it? But well, on that point, our points twenty four points is exactly the same as after thirteen games with Thomas Christiansen. The other thing is that if you look at our upcoming fixtures on paper, there after the next couple, they're about to get on paper. I say easier, and it, and it was about this time of year last year when we went on a a winning run. I think we won seven in a row. So if we can um, if we can pull that out of the bag again, then yeah, that was we might be we might be top at Christmas. We know how that works out. <laughs> yeah, is that is after game eighteen last season, so still a few to go. We had a bit of a rough patch actually, up until then from thirteen to eighteen. But then, yeah, it was that Christmas wild run, wasn't it? Here's a question for you, then, guys. Something that crossed my mind when we were losing one nil earlier, um, probably about three or four minutes before Eddie scored. Do you think that all the positive press and the hype the players got last year has affected them mentally? Because this time last year, we were going to the 95th, 96th minute, and I didn't have that much time tonight, 1-0 uh, down, 2-1 two, two, down, and winning the game 2-1, two, 3-2. Three, two. Didn't feel like we were going to win tonight. Do you think mentally we're struggling? No, I think we could have won tonight. I think even after we scored the equaliser, we had chances to win. And from where I was, it looked like we should have had a penalty in the last last seconds of the game. But you're probably going to tell me that I'm wrong. It looked like it to me. Popey said he seen a, a decent angle and it looked like a good tackle. There's a fan video from the stand and it, it looks like a good tackle, to be honest. Equally, though, they could have scored and won it in the 93rd minute, whatever it was. So... Well, all of our games seem to be a bit of a lottery at the moment. We turn up, we play a game, somebody wins by the odd goal. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be us. Who's your man of the match? Phillips. I thought Calvin did his normal stuff and uh, outshone those around him this evening. How about you, Andy? Mine's unpopular, but I think Matthias Click had a fantastic game. Um, I saw at half-time he had most passes, most tackles on pitch. And I think he goes a little bit unnoticed. He's not doing the fancy dance stuff he necessarily did last season, but I think he had a very solid game tonight and got a bit of stick for no apparent reason. James, what's your take on it? Yeah, I'm going to go Phillips as well. I think if we were without him, we would struggle massively. It's the way it's the way he does just sort of win the ball back all over the pitch. It's not just that defensive roll at the back. It's winning it back in their third, high up in the middle third, and he's just he's just so strong. We're, we're taking him for granted. He's a bit like Ben White. So you were there, Matt. Calvin Phillips. Hey, we could agree on that one. 
Calvin Phillips, man of the match, he just just pipped uh, Ben White. It's well, it's usually one of them in it now. It's pretty straightforward. Although I'd give Stuart Dallas a mention. I thought he was good tonight, and I thought Jack Harrison had a good game, other than his uh, other than his miss. And on the on the flip side of it, I think Helder Costa's got to be uh, got to be called into question. Fair enough. So, uh, what's your final word on it, James? Well, in the end, I feel relieved. Relieved we got a point, um, but we should have got so much more out of that game. And uh, Andy, frustrated. I think the problem we've got at the moment with Leeds United is the four players outstanding, but the penetration is woeful. And that's fair. I think I will. I was. Thinking relieved as well because when you're losing that late, it is it is a relief. But equally, I'll flip it. I'll say disappointed. Then I've, I've had a chat with you lot, and uh, you've convinced me my optimism was misplaced. We should have stuffed them. I'm disappointed. So, uh, Matt, what are you thinking? Uh, my word is dropped, as in two points dropped. And do you think someone will get dropped, Matt? Probably not. Probably not, no. I think uh, I'll be at Hillsborough on Saturday watching the same starting 11, I'm sure. But what I will say to uh, other Leeds fans who might be listening, even if we are watching the same starting 11, it'll probably be better than 90% of the starting 11s we've watched over the last 15 years. So Yes, if you, yes. If you, if you want a positive, that's it. Well, I'm glad we've managed to take a positive out of that. So uh, onwards and upwards. I'd say the only way is up. That's not true. There's plenty of way down. But uh, we'll crack on, won't we? And we'll, uh, you would like to think that it will all just neatly come together eventually. Anyway, lads, I've got a pizza waiting. So uh, come on, let's wrap this up. So we've got a feature podcast out at the minute called, uh, well, it's Centenary Celebrations, which celebrates our 100 years. Uh, we had a special feature or a special quiz game in that called The Catch, which features LUFC Stats and Mark Brine. So make sure you go back and have a listen to that. We've got a bunch of interviews coming up soon as well, so keep an eye on those. Um, and we've got a great prize draw that you can enter at leadsthat.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.